0: Hello everyone. We're back today in the Book of Numbers. Today we're covering chapters 25 through 28, I believe. So we're going to read a little bit about Israel's idolatry, the second census of Israel, and we'll also get into the daughters of Zelophehad and the daily burnt offerings on the Sabbath. Feast of Unleavened Bread. So we'll go through some of these things. I've got a couple notes here. So hopefully we can get a couple things out of the book of Numbers today. So chapter 25. And Israel abode in Shittim. And the people begun to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods. And the people did eat and bowed down to their gods, so after Balaam failed in his attempt to separate the Israelites from the Lord, he counselled the Moabites to try separating the Israelites from their God by enticing them into immorality and the sensual worship that revolved around these false gods. Um, we will see later on as punishment Balaam was put to death. So, verse 3 And Israel joined himself unto Baal Peor, and the anger of the LORD was kindled against Israel. And the LORD said unto Moses, Take all the heads of the people and hang them up before the LORD against the sun, that the fierce anger of the LORD may be turned away from Israel. So, this is how displeased God is. This is how intensely angry he is with these leaders of his covenant people. Every one of them was executed for their behavior, for their failure to be an example of separation and holiness to God's people. Verse 5, And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay ye every one his men that were joined unto Baal Peor. And behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought on to his brethren a Midianitish woman in the sight of Moses, and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel, who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and who, when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, saw it, he rose up from amongst the congregation, and took a javelin in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel, and those that died in the plague were twenty and four thousand. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, hath turned my wrath away from the children of Israel, while he was zealous for my sake among them, that I consumed not the children of Israel in my jealousy. So Phinehas reacted to the moral degeneration and the idolatry among God's people. He reacted in a holy, righteous anger. It was considered exceptional zeal for God's honor and showed his love of righteousness and his hatred of sin. His zeal also typifies the zeal of Christ for God's holiness. Um, As we get into the New Testament, how Jesus, he he was in the temple and he was angry and flipping over tables. He was so upset that the temple had been made a place of sales, purchasing and selling for those who came wanting to worship. The same zeal here. Um, The Lord gave Phinehas the promise of everlasting priesthood. In order to be sincerely zealous for the Lord's sake, we will be rewarded with great blessings from god um and again it's it's a zealousness that be ye angry, but let not the sun go down upon your wrath, do not give place unto the devil, so we really we need to be careful in our anger in our attempt to defend God in our um hatred of sin. We always need to be mindful that we're acting in a way that would be pleasing to the Lord. So verse 12, Wherefore say, Behold, I give unto him my covenant of peace, and he shall have it, and his seed after him, even the covenant of an everlasting priesthood, because he was zealous for his God, and made an atonement for the children of Israel. Now the name of the Israelite that was slain, even that was slain with the Midianitish woman, was Zimri, the son of Salu, a prince of a chief house among the Simeonites. And the name of the Midianitish woman that was slain was Cosby, the daughter of Zor. He was head over a people, and of a chief house in Midian. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Vex the Midianites, and smite them, for they vex you with their wiles, wherewith they have beguiled you in the matter of Peor, and in the matter of Cosby, the daughter of a prince of Midian, their sister, which was slain in the day of the plague for Peor's sake. Now we're moving on to chapter 26, which is the second census of Israel. God ordered a second census to prepare the nation for their military responsibilities upon entering Canaan so that they would be able and assured that they would be able to possess the inheritance of the land. And it came to pass after the plague that the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Eleazar the son of Aaron the priest, saying, Take the sum of all the congregation of the children of Israel, from twenty years old and upward, throughout their father's house, all that are able to go to war in Israel. And Moses and Eleazar the priest spake with them in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Take the sum of the people from twenty years old and upward, as the Lord commanded Moses and the children of Israel, which went forth out of the land of Egypt. Reuben, the eldest son of Israel, the children of Reuben, Hanok, of whom cometh the family of the Hanakites, of Palu, the family of the Paluites, of Hezron, the family of the Hezronites, of Carmi, the family of the Carmites. These are the families of the Reubenites, and they that were numbered of them were forty and three thousand and seven hundred and thirty. And the sons of Pelu, Eliab, and the sons of Eliab, Nemuel and Dathan and Abiram. This is that Dathan and Abiram, which were famous in the congregation, who strove against Moses and against Aaron in the company of Korah, when they strove against the Lord. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up together with Korah, when that company died. What time the fire devoured two hundred and fifty men, and they became a sign. Notwithstanding, the children of Korah died not. The sons of Simeon, after their families, of Nemuel, the family of the Nemuelites, of Jamin, the family of the Jamanites, of Jachin, the family of the Jachinites, of Zerah, the family of the Zerahites, of Shaul, the family of the Shaulites. These are the families of the Simeonites, 20 and 2,200. The children of Gad after their families, of Zephan, the family of the Zephanites, of Haggai, the family of the Haggites. Of Shuni, the family of the Shunites; of Ozni, the family of the Oznites; of Eri, the family of the Erites of Erad, the family of the Eradites; of Areli, the family of the Aralites. These are the families of the children of Gad, according to those that were numbered of them, forty thousand and five hundred. The sons of Judah were Er and Onan and Er and Onan died in the land of Canaan. And the sons of Judah, after their families, were Shelah, the family of the Shelanites, of Pheraz, the family of the Pharazites, of Zerah, the family of the Zerhites. And the sons of Pheraz were of Hezron, the family of the Hezronites, of Hamul, the family of the Hamulites. These are the families of Judah, according to those that were numbered of them. Three score and sixteen thousand and five hundred, of the sons of Issachar, after their families, of Tola, the family of the Tolaites, of Pua, the family of the Punites, of Jashub, the family of the Jashubites, of Shimron, the family of the Shimronites. These are the families of Issachar, according to those that were numbered of them, three score and four thousand and three hundred. Of the sons of Zebulun, after their families, of Sered, the family of the Sardites, of Elon, the family of the Elonites, of Jaleel the family of the Jali- Jaliites, <laughs> these are the families of the Zebulunites, according to those that were numbered of them, threescore, thousand, and five hundred. The sons of Joseph, after their families, were Manasseh and Ephraim of the sons of Manasseh, of Machir, the family of the Machirites, and Machir begat Gilead, of Gilead come the family of the Gileadites. These are the sons of Gilead, of Jezer, the family of the Jezerites, of Helek, the family of the Helekites, and of Asriel, the family of the Asrielites, and of Shechem, the family of the Shechemites and of Shemida, the family of the Shemidiites, and of Hefer, the family of the Heferites. And Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, had no sons but daughters, and the names of the daughters of Zelophehad were Mala and Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Tirzah. These are the families of Manasseh and those that were numbered of them, fifty and two thousand and seven hundred. These are the sons of Ephraim, after their families of Shuthelah, the family of the Shuthelahites, of Becher, the family of the Bachrites, of Tehan, the family of the Tehanites. And these are the sons of Shuthelah, of Iran, the family of the Iranites. These are the families of the sons of Ephraim, according to those that were numbered of them thirty and two thousand and five hundred. These are the sons of Joseph, after their families. The sons of Benjamin, after their families. Of Bela, the family of the Belaites. Of Ashbel, the family of the Ashbelites. Of Ahiram, the family of the Ahiramites. Of Shufam, the family of the Shufamites. Of Hufam, the family of the Hufamites. And the sons of Bela were Ard and Naaman. Of Ard, the family of the Ardites, and of Naaman the family of the Namites. These are the sons of Benjamin after their families, and they that were numbered of them were forty and five thousand and six hundred. These are the sons of Dan after their families, of Shuham the family of the Shuhamites. These are the families of Dan after their families. All the families of the Shuhemites, according to those that were numbered of them, were threescore and four thousand and four hundred. Of the children of Asher, after their families, of Gimna, the family of the Jimnites, of Jesui, the family of the Jesuites, of Beriah, the family of the Berites, of the sons of Beriah, of Heber, the family of the Heberites, of Malchiel, the family of the Malchielites. And the name of the daughter of Asher was Sarah. These are the families of the sons of Asher, according to those that were numbered of them, who were fifty and three thousand and four hundred. Of the sons of Naphtali, after their families. Of Jaziel, the family of the Jazielites. Of Guni, the family of the Gunites of Jezer, the family of the Jezreites; of Shillem, the family of the Shilamites. These are the families of Naphtali, according to their families, and they that were numbered of them were forty and five thousand and four hundred. These were the numbered of the children of Israel, six hundred thousand and a thousand seven hundred and thirty. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Unto these the land shall be divided for an inheritance, according to the number of names. To many thou shalt give the more inheritance, and to few thou shalt give the less inheritance. To every one shall his inheritance be given, according to those that were numbered of him. Notwithstanding, the land shall be divided by lot, according to the names of the tribes of their fathers they shall inherit. According to the lot shall the possession thereof be divided between many and few. And these are they that were numbered of the Levites after their families, of Gershon the family of the Gershonites, of Kohath the family of the Kohathites, of Merari the family of the Merarites. These are the families of the Levites. The family of the Libnites, the family of the Hebronites, the family of the Malites, the family of the Mushites, the family of the Korahites. And Kohath begat Amram. And the name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, whom her mother bare to Levi in Egypt. And she bare unto Amram Aaron and Moses, and Miriam their sister. And unto Aaron was born Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar, And Nadab and Abihu died when they offered strange fire before the Lord. And those that were numbered of them were twenty and three thousand, all males from a month old and upward. For they were not numbered among the children of Israel, because there was no inheritance given them among the children of Israel. These are they that were numbered by Moses and Eleazar, the priest, who numbered the children of Israel in the plains of Moab, by Jordan, near Jericho. But among these there was not a man of them whom Moses and Aaron the priest numbered, when they numbered the children of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. For the Lord had said of them, They shall surely die in the wilderness. And there was not left a man of them, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua the son of Nun. Then came the daughters of Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, of the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph. And these are the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, and Hogla, and Milcah, and Tirzah. And they stood before Moses, and before Eleazar the priest, and before the princes, and all the congregation. By the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Our father died in the wilderness, and he was not in the company of them that gathered themselves together against the Lord, in the company of Korah, but died in his own sin, and had no sons. Why should the name of our father be done away from among his family, because he hath no son? Give unto us, therefore, a possession among the brethren of our father. So the Hebrew law made no provision for an inheritance of land if a father left no sons. God established the law, however, that the father's daughter could inherit the family's share of land, showing a place of dignity and honor given to women in Israel. And Moses brought their cause before the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad speak right. Thou shalt surely give them a possession of an inheritance among their father's brethren, and thou shalt cause the inheritance of their father to pass unto them. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a man die, and have no son, then ye shall cause his inheritance to pass unto his daughter. And if, he, and if he have no daughter, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his brethren. And if he have no brethren, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his father's brethren. And if his father have no brethren, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his kinsmen that is next to him of his family, and he shall possess it. And it shall be unto the children of Israel a statute of judgment as the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord said unto Moses, Get thee up into the mount Abarim, and see the land which I have given unto the children of Israel. And when thou hast seen it, thou also shalt be gathered unto the people, as Aaron thy brother was gathered. For ye rebelled against my commandment in the desert of Zin, in the strife of the congregation, to sanctify me, at the water before their eyes, that is, the water of Meribah, in Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. And Moses spake unto the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation, which may go out before them, and which may go in before them, and which may lead them out, and which may bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord be not As sheep which have no shepherd. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thine hand upon him. I love this part right here. In whom is the Spirit? Joshua was already filled with the Holy Spirit. The Hebrew doesn't have the ability to capitalize letters, but most Bible scholars recognize the Spirit right here, spoken of as the Holy Spirit. Among Joshua's qualifications for leadership, perhaps the greatest was that he was a spirit-led man. He was anointed, and he had proven himself being led by the Spirit of the Lord. So he was more than qualified to be commissioned and invested with authority for leading the people of Israel. Set before him, Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. And thou shalt put some of thine honour upon him, and all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall ask counsel for him after the judgment of Urim before the Lord. At his word shall they go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the children of Israel with him, even all the congregation. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. And he took Joshua and set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation. And he laid his hands upon him and gave him a charge, as the Lord commanded, by the hand of Moses. He laid his hands on him. Today we read even in the New Testament about the value of laying hands on others as we pray for them, as we seek healing for them or peace, or chains being broken. There's just a power in laying the hands. Okay, we're going to move on to chapter 28. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel, and say unto them, My offering and my bread for my sacrifices made by fire, for a sweet savor unto me shall ye observe to offer unto me in their due season." And thou shalt say unto them, This is the offering made by fire, which ye shall offer unto the Lord, two lambs of the first year, without spot, day by day, for a continual burnt offering. The one lamb shalt thou offer in the morning, and the other lamb shalt thou offer at even, and a tenth part of an ephah of flour for a meat offering, mingled with the fourth part of a hin of beaten oil. It is a continual burnt offering which was ordained in Mount Sinai for a sweet savor, a sacrifice made by fire, unto the Lord. There's a continual burnt offering. There's continual sacrifices made to the Lord. They were to be made daily, as well as on the weekly Sabbath days, at the beginning of each month, and on certain days of the sacred year. There was a continual need to draw near to God, This further confirms the truth that regular, unceasing communion, prayer, and worship with God is necessary for his continued presence and blessing in our life. And this hasn't changed. Even today, we must continually draw near to God daily in order to receive his blessings and his grace, his protection, and his spirit, his presence in our life is as much as the amount of drawing near to him that we take. Um, Verse 7. And the drink offering thereof shall be the fourth part of a hin for the one lamb. In the holy place shalt thou cause the strong wine to be poured unto the Lord for a drink offering. And the other lamb shalt thou offer at even, as the meat offering of the morning, and as the drink offering thereof. Thou shalt offer it. A sacrifice made by fire of a sweet savour unto the Lord. And on the Sabbath day, two lambs of the first year without spot, and two tenth deals of flour for a meat offering, mingled with oil, and the drink offering thereof. This is the burnt offering of every Sabbath, beside the continual burnt offering and his drink offering. So that's the offering for the Sabbath. And in the beginnings of your months, this is the new moon. Ye shall offer a burnt offering unto the Lord, two young bullocks and one ram, seven lambs of the first year without spot, and three tenth deals of flour for a meat offering, mingled with oil for one bullock, and two tenth deals of flour for a meat offering, mingled with oil for one ram. And a several tenth deal of flour mingled with oil for a meat offering unto one lamb, for a burnt offering of a sweet savour, a sacrifice made by fire unto the Lord. And their drink offerings shall be half a hin of wine unto a bullock, and the third part of a hin unto a ram, and the fourth part of a hin unto a lamb. This is the burnt offering of every month. Throughout the months of the year. And one kid of the goats for a sin offering unto the Lord shall be offered, besides the continual burnt offering and his drink offering. Now we're moving on to the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And in the fourteenth day of the first month is the Passover of the Lord, and in the fifteenth day of this month is the feast. Seven days shall unleavened bread be eaten. In the first day shall be a holy convocation. Ye shall do no manner of servile work therein. But ye shall offer a sacrifice made by fire for a burnt offering unto the Lord. Two young bullocks and one ram and seven lambs of the first year. They shall be unto you without blemish. And their meat offering shall be of flour mingled with oil. Three-tenth deals shall ye offer for a bullock, and two-tenth deals for a ram. A several-tenth deal shalt thou offer for every lamb throughout the seven lambs, and one goat for a sin offering, to make an atonement for you. Ye shall offer these beside the burnt offering in the morning, which is for a continual burnt offering. After this manner ye shall offer daily, throughout the seven days, the meat of the sacrifice made by fire, of a sweet savor unto the Lord. It shall be offered beside the continual burnt offering and his drink offering. And on the seventh day ye shall have a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work. Also, in the day of the first fruits, when ye bring a new meat offering unto the Lord, After your weeks be out, ye shall have a holy convocation, ye shall do no servile work. But ye shall offer the burnt offering for a sweet savor unto the Lord, two young bullocks, one ram, seven lambs of the first year, and their meat offering of flour mingled with oil, three tenth deals unto one bullock, two tenth deals unto one ram a several-tenth deal unto one lamb throughout the seven lambs, and one kid of the goats to make an atonement for you. Ye shall offer them, besides the continual burnt offering, and his meat offering. They shall be unto you, without blemish, and their drink offerings. Now we're going to read through the Feast of the Trumpets offerings. Can you imagine just the intensity and the detail, keeping up with all of this. And they do so, or at least they they attempt to do so throughout the Old Testament in a way that honors God, that is joyful, that makes it. So all of these feasts that they're keeping and their sacrifices, they aren't burdensome to the people, but they are a joy. I think that's the beautiful part when you're reading that and you see the value that the people hold in this and their desire, when they have that desire anyway, their desire to, to joyfully and willingly serve and offer. Okay, so for the Feast of the Trumpets. And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, ye shall have a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work. It is a day of blowing the trumpets unto you. And ye shall offer a burnt offering for a sweet savor unto the Lord, one young bullock, one ram, and seven lambs of the first year without blemish. And their meat offering shall be of flour mingled with oil, three tenth deals for a bullock, and two tenth deals for a ram, and one tenth deal for one lamb, throughout the seven lambs and one kid of the goats for a sin offering, to make an atonement for you. Beside the burnt offering of the month, and his meat offering, and the daily burnt offering, and his meat offering, and their drink offerings, according unto their manner, for a sweet savor, a sacrifice made by fire unto the Lord. Next is the Day of Atonement Offerings. And ye shall have on the tenth day of the seventh month a holy convocation, and ye shall afflict your souls. Ye shall not do any work therein, but ye shall offer a burnt offering unto the Lord for a sweet savor, one young bullock, one ram, and seven lambs of the first year. They shall be unto you without blemish. And their meat offering shall be of flour mingled with oil, three-tenth deals to a bullock, and two-tenth deals to one ram, a several-tenth deal for one lamb throughout the seven lambs, one kid of the goats for a sin-offering, beside the sin-offering of atonement, and the continual burnt-offering, and the meat-offering of it, and their drink-offerings. Next is the Feast of Tabernacle Offerings, and then we'll be done. I know this is kind of going a little long. Um, It's just so much detail here, and I just feel so led to just read through this. So, okay. And on the 15th day of the seventh month, ye shall have a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work, and ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. And ye shall offer a burnt offering, a sacrifice made by fire, of a sweet savor unto the Lord, thirteen young bullocks, two rams, and fourteen lambs of the first year. They shall be without blemish. And their meat offering shall be of flour mingled with oil, three-tenth deals unto every bullock of the thirteen bullocks, two-tenth deals to each ram of the two rams, and a several-tenth deal to each lamb of the fourteen lambs, and one kid of the goats for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, his meat offering, and his drink offering. And on the second day you shall offer twelve young bullocks, two rams, fourteen lambs of the first year without spot, and their meat offering and their drink offerings for the bullocks for the rams and for the lambs shall be according to their number after the manner and one kid of the goats for a sin offering beside the continual burnt offering and the meat offering thereof and their drink offerings and on the third day 11 bullocks 2 rams 14 lambs of the first year without blemish and their meat offering and their drink offerings for the bullocks for the rams, and for the lambs, shall be, according to their number, after the manner, and one goat, for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, and his meat offering, and his drink offering. And on the fourth day, ten bullocks, two rams, and fourteen lambs, of the first year, without blemish, their meat offering, and their drink offerings, for the bullocks, For the rams and for the lambs shall be according to their number after the manner. And one kid of the goats for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, his meat offering and his drink offering. On the fifth day, nine bullocks, two rams, and fourteen lambs of the first year without spot, and their meat offering and their drink offerings for the bullocks, for the rams, and for the lambs, shall be, according to their number, after the manner, and one goat for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, and his meat offering, and his drink offering. And on the sixth day, eight bullocks, two rams, and fourteen lambs, of the first year, without blemish, and their meat offering, and their drink offerings, for the bullocks, for the rams, and for the lambs, shall be according to their number after the manner, and one goat for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, his meat offering, and his drink offering. And on the seventh day seven bullocks, two rams, and fourteen lambs of the first year without blemish, and their meat offering, and their drink offerings for the bullocks, for the rams, and for the lambs, shall be according to their number after the manner, and one goat for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, his meat offering, and his drink offering. On the eighth day ye shall have a solemn assembly, ye shall do no servile work therein. So remember, this is the Feast of Tabernacles. It's a, a feast they're keeping unto the Lord seven days. So the eighth day, this is when they have their solemn assembly, their Sabbath. They do no rest. But ye shall offer a burnt offering, a sacrifice made by fire, of a sweet savour unto the Lord one bullock, one ram, seven lambs of the first year, without blemish. Their meat offering and their drink offerings for the bullock, for the ram, and for the lambs shall be according to their number, after the manner. And one goat for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering and his meat offering, and his drink offering. These things ye shall do unto the Lord in your set feasts, besides your vows and your freewill offerings, for your burnt offerings, and for your meat offerings, and for your drink offerings, and for your peace offerings. And Moses told the children of Israel, according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. I think we're done for the day. I'm just going to leave you with the thought, what is the offering that we bring before the Lord each day? Have a blessed day.